Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Making Sense, brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. I'm your host, Emily Bigham, and each week I'll be taking your questions to the experts to help you make sense of your money, pun intended. For people who have just tuned in, um, I'm speaking with Kevin Driscoll. He is the Vice President of Advisory Services at Navy Federal and Navy Federal Financial Group, actually, NFFG for short. Um, and we're talking about how to plan for retirement during a pandemic. And, um, you know, Kevin, to, to your point, when you asked me, what, what is the question that you're asking? And I really don't know what, what the questions are to ask because, you know, it may seem obvious, but why are Americans more worried about retirement now than previously in years past? I don't, I don't believe that Americans are more worried today about retirement than other points um, from a historical perspective. I think that the environment that we're in with the pandemic is different than it's ever been. We, in our lifetime, we haven't experienced the pandemic, but wow, there's other things that we've experienced, right? We've experienced uh, the Great Recession. We've experienced the internet or dot-com bubble. Um, Those are times that many of us were really nervous about uh, retirement. Um, well, so just throwing another throwing another thing in there makes it uh, just something to be nervous about. So there was a poll that came out recently that said that nearly three in five American adults are more concerned now than they were last year. And I think that, you know, the obvious answer is probably, you know, the pandemic and things of that nature. But at the same time, you know, I think that people have been forced to leave the workforce. They're not sure if they're going to be able to enter back into the workforce. Now, I know that that's changed a little bit in the past couple of weeks. Have you, what is your take on, you know, what's happening right now? And are there any changes about retirement that members can be thinking about now? And I think the biggest thing for members to think about is really that retirement period that we all will enter some point in our lives. You know, retirement really isn't a point in time, right? Right. I mean, decide to exit from the workforce either prematurely or as planned. But whether you enter the uh, or leave the workforce um, prematurely as planned, you're going to be out of that workforce for 20, 30, 40 years. So your retirement planning can't be based upon a single event of a year or two years, right? Because it's got to last for 30 or 40 years. So just like we build our wealth, you know, we're, we're building wealth. We didn't acquire wealth for most of us. I'm building wealth a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. I think that's the same way that we have to approach retirement. Yeah, and I think that's my overall uh, kind of issue with the whole plan for retirement, because the word plan and then retirement, those words don't really mix. (laughs) Um, And, you know, how can you plan for retirement once you're forced to retire? It's like, oh, at that point, is it too late? And perhaps that's why people are so stressed out about it is the question of, oh, my gosh, the panic mode set in and is it too late? And my question to you would be, when is too late or when is too early? I don't think it's never too late and it's never too early. Um, planning is essentially giving yourself options. The way that you plan, whether it's uh, in your personal finance, your retirement life, you plan for the worst, but expect the best. You have to have a, a positive attitude of what's around the corner But you also have to plan for the unexpected. Um, So you may not have anticipated the effect of the pandemic on your time frame of retirement. It might have forced you to retire early, but you're also entering into a phase of retirement that's going to last 20 or 30 
years. So you have to plan for the next unexpected. You can't go into it thinking, oh, I didn't plan, so I'm out of options. No. So what if you are in the what if you have already been planning and you've kind of set yourself up with this great retirement plan? What are indicators that maybe you should make a change in your retirement plan, whether that is to pull back, to add more money, let it go? Yeah, most of the answers to that can only be answered by that individual investor. The individual investor, I think, has to be able to sleep at night. That That's the key to retirement is the ability to sleep at night. It's the key to life. The key to life. Exactly, Emily. <laughs> you know, if you can't sleep at, light, at night because of investment decisions you've made, you need to change them. You, you need to change them. Our, our health is dependent upon many factors that uh, we don't control, right? And so when we're in fear of what's around the corner from a pandemic perspective, from a finance perspective, I can't sleep, insomnia, whatever the cases may be, it's time to make a change. It's time to call Navy Federal, right? That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> and, and well, that's, your retirement and your stress. Right. And that's where <laughs> having somebody as a life coach, a financial planner, a financial advisor to bounce ideas off of, I think that's the key. Um, yeah. This, oh is what, this is what I'm afraid of. This is what keeps me up at night. Right. And yeah. then you can have that conversation. So, again, back to kind of that building wealth philosophy. Um, I think one of the things that we should not do when we enter a life event like a pandemic is to make rash decisions that are either an all or nothing decision. I think that we can make decisions that are, you know, um, a little at a time. So if you're nervous and you want to get out of your investments, that's fine. Get out of them the way you got into them a little bit at a time. So if you want to get out of 25% of your more risky investments, that's that's perfectly appropriate. It's going to help you sleep at night. But if you get out of 100% of your investments at the wrong time, it's almost like buyer's remorse. When the market rebounds, you have the V-shaped recovery, W-shaped recovery, whatever that may be, you're going to be kicking yourself saying, shoot, I think I got out at the wrong time. Well, I think it's probably also good to think about, you know, your strategy behind it, right? So there's there's a plan is one thing and then your strategy is another thing. So it's like, where do you want to be at the end of this? <laughs> that sounds really scary when you're talking about retirement. I just mean like, you know. You know, how do you want to feel about it? And I think probably being agile and reviewing it every once in a while or, you know, realizing when, you know, I guess what are some indicators that that people could research or read about or even talk to NFFG about like indicators that it's time to reconsider the strategy? I, I think just the um, the fact that the clock turned to 2021 is a reason to review your strategy. New year, um, new you. Yeah, there there doesn't have to be a compelling. Well, every time you know a outside influence pushes your investments greater than ten percent, or there's a ten percent loss in your investments, waiting for those triggers may be the wrong move. Right. So okay. having a periodic check on yourself and your investments, and working with your financial advisor, I think that's that's the key: is not to um, not to wait for events, but uh, plan ahead of time. So I want to uh, switch gears a little bit and go into the actual um, different products because we've we've you know spoken about investments and 
Um, there are, you know, retirement products and retirement accounts. So can you talk a little bit about um, some of the, I guess, most popular products? Well, I, I think there are different products for different people. But there is one particular type of an, uh, an account that uh, benefits many, 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 many of us. And that's the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA to me is the most flexible account that there is. The Roth IRA um, allows you to react if there's a pandemic. Um, just if because. Of, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to that's you okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very curious myself too. I'm like, oh, in what way? What are, tell yeah. me all the things. <laughs> you know, some of the IRS provisions about a Roth IRA allows you to withdraw your contributions first and leave the gains in the account. So hypothetically, somebody that invests $5,000 a year for five years into a Roth IRA, their basis on that account or what they put in is $25,000 after five years. And let's say the account's worth $30,000. They're able to take, if they have an emergency, they could take $10,000 out of that account and it's not a taxable event. What's the bottom line? Why is the Roth IRA like the... What is the overall benefit? Am I getting more money in the end? Am I getting less money taxed? What's that's a great question. That's the the biggest benefit to the IRA to the Roth IRA is flexibility and future tax free money after age fifty nine and a half. So, meaning when you take the money out of the account after the age of fifty nine, you get taxed less. Zero taxes. There will be zero income taxes. Oh, okay. That. So zero is less than 10, zero is less than 24, zero is less I than... I mean, that's big. That's, that's a big, big deal. <laughs> I need to get into this. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, the, the disadvantage is when you put the money into the Roth IRA, you can't deduct it from your taxes. You definitely need to put it on your income taxes and let the IRS know you did it, but it doesn't help you that year 2020, I put $5,000 into a Roth IRA. It's not going to reduce your taxable income today. But when you retire, you'll owe zero on not only the contribution you put into it, but no income tax on the gains either. But if you're not yet 59 and you retire, that you're excluded, right? So is there is there anyone that's excluded from the Roth IRA or can anyone take advantage of the product? No, there are exclusions based upon income levels. Once you get above a certain income level, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA, but there are provisions. There are um, great opportunities within the tax codes to convert traditional IRA dollars into Roth IRA dollars. And you have to be careful of that because uh, there's some immediate tax consequences. So you really need to talk to a tax professional if you're going to consider that. But there, there are ways for many of us to get into Roth IRAs and have the flexibility and then tax-free money in retirement. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I had another question about it, but then I answered my own question with, why don't you just go talk to someone in Navy Federal about it, about your current situation? Because I feel like that's probably what you're um, you know, going to say to my next question. But so after the Roth IRA, is there another most popular product or another product that you'd recommend? Well, I think today the best recommendation for many of our members is a balanced portfolio. Um, if you look at the interest rate environment today, it's a very low interest rate environment. So it doesn't uh, benefit savers very much. Um, people that are saving money, the interest rate environment on a certificate of deposit is 
very, very low, less than 1% for the the most part. Um, But if you're taking out a loan or a mortgage, it's great. It's a great time to borrow money, but if you're saving it, not so much. So So having a little bit of risk in there is an opportunity for you potentially to beat inflation and have your money maintain the buying power that we need it to make as we go into retirement. Um, so when you say balanced portfolio, what do you mean exactly? Just a different por- uh, products or a different – and then when you say investments, do you mean like stocks and homes and – or do you just mean per, like retirement products? I'm going to say yes to all that, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just you – know, I'm, I'm really trying to extract it because it's, um, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot to learn there. Sure. Yeah. So balanced portfolio is all of the things. Yeah. So, so um, most of us have heard the uh, phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, that's very true. Um, and, uh, some of us learned, um, a hard lesson in the real estate bubble because housing prices couldn't go down. So putting more money than should be allocated into, uh, the real estate market for some may have been a mistake, but if you have some in stocks, some in bonds, some in cash, some in certificates of deposit, some in real estate, you're really balancing out. So this year, maybe stocks don't do well and uh, real estate does well. Then the following year, something else does well and something else doesn't do well. Having the balance of all those uh, investments in your portfolio of assets is is the key to future success. Some of those things are a little bit pricey. So, you know, for someone who's just starting out or even, you know, I mean, who doesn't have a, a lot of income? How are you supposed to have a balanced portfolio if you if you can't necessarily, you know, jump into all those places? Is there another way to have a, a balanced portfolio, or um, what should what should you start with? What's safe? Because I I that those are a lot of big ticket items, and I'm just curious as to how many people can really take advantage of all of those. Yeah, for some of them, you're right. They're they're difficult to get into, but in today's digital world, um, there is, there's opportunities like an NFFG, we have a digital investor and somebody who's new to investing or even somebody that's experienced in investing, you know, you, you can buy what we call fractional shares of, um, any investment. So if you had $10 and you want to invest in Apple, you can buy $10 worth of Apple on our digital, digital investor product. So, um, you know, the enhancement right now, and <laughs> <Getting> then <laughs> Google, Facebook, all those technology. Um, it's an opportunity for many investors to get started and many investors to learn about investing. Um, where do you, where can, uh, where do you go to find about that? The website or is there an app or yeah, website? Exactly. They're on our website, NFFG's website, there's a link to digital investor. And uh, it really helps out those that are uh, either they know what they're doing and it's a great tool for a do-it-yourself investor, but it's also a great tool for that person who's a little bit apprehensive about jumping in. And so you can do $10 a month. You can do $20 a month. Um, You can buy fractional pieces and parts to companies that uh, you're familiar with. And a lot of us, that's that's the comfort level in investing. I know that there's a Home Depot around the corner from my house. So can I buy $10 worth of Home Depot? Absolutely. You know, and so if you have a comfort level and you believe in the 
the where the companies are headed and where you believe they're going, um, where where they've been historically, um, you can invest in those for as little as five ten dollars. So you can kind of play with it a little bit, use your intuition, and and you know put some money in maybe your favorite products or favorite you know clothing or technology, and just kind of see what happens. And yeah, I find it really interesting that. <laughs> No matter what you read, it's almost like, you know, think about the people that you're around and, and pay attention to what's going on and where the world is heading. And uh, you can look up news articles for that, but sometimes you just never know. But at the same time, it's not too much of a concern if you're just putting in $10 at a time. Because if you look at Apple stock or Amazon stock or Tesla stock, it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is so intimidating. And you know, I just, you know, I can buy like half a share and not eat for a week. Um, and then that, yeah, you know, that's a lot for people. So um, that's pretty cool that you can have almost like a balanced portfolio within the digital investor. What's really interesting about that, Emily, is that, uh, you know, with uh, the power of growth and the power of compounding, um, that $10 turns into $20, that turns into $40, it turns into $80. Um, you know, the, the more times you have an opportunity for your money to double, the more you'll more successful you'll be in retirement and in anything else. So, um, you know, for those for those investors who are just getting started, um, don't stop putting that ten dollars in. Don't stop. Um, it's it's a it's a good habit. Right. And so uh, investing um, periodically is really going to benefit that person by continuing to put in on a periodic basis at $10 or $20, whatever they're trying to do. So we have a lot of interest in this digital investor um, here in the studio, including myself, but you know, it's just, <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting questions from the audience. Uh, and the question Anthony's is, got a big smile on his face though. I can't see it behind his mask. He's also, oh, yeah. I think we hit, we've like hit the mark here and maybe it's like <laughs> a bunch of like, old millennials here who are like, oh, we can do it now. We, we didn't hit the Apple stock because we were like, I don't know, teenagers, but like now we can get in. Um, so anyway, back to my question is, uh, actually it's not my question, but from the audience, um, how do how would you set that up? So yes, you have to be a Navy federal member to have a digital investor account uh, because you're able to actually, once you open up the account, you're able to access it through Navy federal, um, your your digital app, your phone. So you're able to, uh, once you link in to your um, Navy Federal account, you can then go over to your digital investor account. So yes, you have to be um, a Navy Federal member. But So what happens if, <laughs> excuse me, so can you invest in, you know, stock through different apps, like say Robinhood or just directly through, I'm not really quite sure where, and then also invest through this app? Like, can you have multiple accounts and multiple apps. <laughs> I think people at home in the past year, I heard, are getting a little interested in these types of things. And it's interesting to know that even if you do have stock somewhere, you can still use this product in Navy Federal. Having more than less is uh, the better answer to that. Uh, as we, you know, we started the conversation talking about retirement, we moved and morphed a little bit into digital investor. I think as we get closer to retirement, one of the detriments to creating a successful plan is having too many of those accounts that you talked about. So if you have Robinhood and you have a digital investor and you have all the other ones trying to put it all together to create a comprehensive plan for retirement makes it more difficult. So that's where a financial advisor really comes in because they're able to 
see all that stuff. They're able to help you bring it all together um, to create and modify um, that financial plan that will help you into retirement. Hmm. All right. That's very interesting. Love that one. So what about for people who have been I say on the other other side of the spectrum as far as retirement planning goes. So you know you're approaching your late fifties. You're starting to think about actual retirement. You've had your plan set up for a while. Are there any things that you should be thinking about? Um, any milestones to wait for? Uh, you know, the whole taxes thing is very confusing to me. But I'll leave that one to the experts. Um, but yeah. So what are some of the and um, what are some of the things that late? Oh, I don't even know how to say late retirers, <laughs> people entering retirement should be thinking about? Although, you know, you mentioned taxes and and that's very daunting and um, something that makes us all a little bit nervous, but really the most efficient uh, retirement is a tax efficient retirement. So working with uh, a uh, tax professional as well, a financial advisor, learning which account, you know, you're going to take money out of first for how long so that it's you're not going into retirement taking money out of your 401k that makes a taxable event for you. And so if that throws you into a tax bracket and you end up paying more taxes than you should have, that that's something to watch out for. So going into retirement, the thing that you mentioned as being a little nerve wracking is something that you really have to pay attention to. So you know, back when the 401k was first designed, everybody jumped in. Well, what that's caused us to have is the majority of our assets are in tax deferred accounts. So as we take money out of those accounts for retirement, it's giving money, part of that money back to the IRS for taxes we didn't pay as we were accumulating that wealth. Well, the IRS wants the money as you go into retirement. So, um, Making sure you're taking money out of the right account at the right time, that's um, mm -hmm. it's it's a little more difficult than uh, just I need a hundred dollars, I need a thousand dollars. you right. got to make sure it's out of the right account, the right uh, and in the grand scheme right. of things, if you're thinking long term about retirement, but then also paying attention to what's happening you know on a daily basis about the economy, with the pandemic, um, you know I'm sure that once things kind of settle down a little bit and people are a little bit more comfortable and have more certain about the way that the world is going. Kind of lost my train of thought there, but I, I guess it's, you know, there's always going to be something, right? But so how do you plan for those always something moments and then also know that you're on a steady path to success at the end? You know, I think planning for those uh, unexpected moments should be part of every plan. Um, you know, you think of, uh, Football, football analogy, right? There's the RPO run with the pass option. So they're thinking, I'm going to run this. This play is going to be a run, but the quarterback also has the option to pass it if they see an opening for a pass. So you, 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 that's what you have to go into your retirement planning is that I'm going to plan that every year is going to be positive, but you got to have an option. What's, right. that, what's that fallback option if there is uh, negative influences in the market? What's the riskiest thing you can do? I'll go back to my original. Uh, <laughs> I'll go back to my original answer on that, and that's making rash I'm not saying it's a decision. not. It's a don't do this. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, the riskiest thing is to um, not do anything. Blow up your plan and say, "I'm gonna not have a plan." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out of all uh, my investments. I'm gonna sell my house at the peak. I'm gonna 
jump out of my retirement investments. I'm just going to put it all in cash. Cash really isn't going to help you outpace inflation. So as things get more expensive, it's it's something you're going to need uh, more cash than less the, the longer you live. Right. Well, let's say you don't have any of those things. What is the riskiest thing you can do? Not have because if you have those things, I imagine you've planned. <laughs> right? I, I don't I don't think so there's necessarily no bad, there's no bad you. first step, I guess, is what you're saying. There's, don't be afraid to just kind of enter into it. Absolutely. You know, it's um, starting to exercise. Just start, you know, start <laughs> to invest. Just start. Right. Once leave. once you've once you've made that initial investment, it's very easy to then work with a professional that says, Great job. You, you got things started. Now let's make some tweaks and adjustments and create what you have as a base and 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 make it into a more formalized plan. Because um, what we plan as a individual pre-retiree, because we're all pre-retirees until we enter that stage. So as what we plan as a pre-retiree can be tweaked and adjusted. But just get started. Yeah, there's a, a, a podcast that I think is really funny called Diet Starts Tomorrow. And it cracks me up every time because it's like they don't even really talk about dieting. It's more just like the, you know, I don't know if it's an American way or just like a way of thinking of like, oh, it started tomorrow. It's like, mm, could be another pandemic tomorrow. I hate to say that. I shouldn't joke about it. Uh, but I mean, you're right. And and even though it is good to go to a professional and an expert to really hone out your plan, it doesn't mean that you have to wait for anything. So let's say that, you know, today I want to start planning for retirement. I don't have time to talk to anyone for another two weeks. What can I do today and what should I do tomorrow? Emily, it really depends upon what you're trying to accomplish. Some people really want to, before they go talk to a professional, they want to learn. They want to feel confident when they go into that first meeting. And there are so many digital tools available today to learn about uh, retirement planning. So all of them are good. All of the online educational tools to help educate yourself about whatever you're trying to accomplish. And in this case, we're talking about retirement. So jump in, start learning, start learning what some of the terminology is. So you feel much more confident and comfortable in those discussions when you're talking with a, a financial advisor. Navy Federal Credit Union is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration. This podcast is intended to provide general information and shouldn't be considered legal, tax, or financial advice. It's always a good idea to consult a tax or financial professional for specific information on how certain laws may apply to your individual financial situation. References to and participation with the military community does not constitute organizational endorsement. Navy Federal is an equal housing lender. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission.